the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Pressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Happy August 26th to you. Got a good show planned for you. Going to talk a lot of the business headlines to start. Going to go into some personal finances we developed the show. Hopefully you'll drop me an email. Rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. Anything that you want to talk about except for the MTV Video Music Awards. Talk about anything other than that. Maybe we'll talk about that. <laughs> Depends. How about the massive wildfire that's going on in um, Yosemite National Park? It's forced the closure of two more areas of the park. People are cautiously optimistic that firefighters could halt the advance of flames. Why is this important? It is a crazy business story. It's threatening the electricity of San Francisco. San Francisco, the city. California Governor Jerry Brown declared a state of emergency for San Francisco. So the fire damaged electrical infrastructure serving the city. The Hetch Hetchy Reservoir provides water to 2.6 million customers in San Francisco. The water supply could be affected. It's pretty important. San Francisco, which is drawing on a reserve of power stored for emergencies, also spent around $700,000 buying power on the open market after two powerhouses in the path of the fire were shut down. Yosemite is one of the major destination points of California, of the nation, of internationality. They attracted nearly 4 million visitors last year. Do the math on every time you camp. You know, it's not totally cheap. It's not totally expensive. 4 million people. You add it up. That's big money to the Bay Area. Whether it be, or to all of California, whether it be the flight in, the camping equipment spot, the supplies, the vehicles rented, the RV industry. 
so we look at that with a knowledge that it's it's more than what we think it is. Ben Bernanke's still the chairman of the Federal Reserve, but that's going to change very, very soon. Who's going to be his replacement? Wall Street wants to know. Terrible orders, terrible good orders for July disappointed. Last week we had some weak economic data. Today we get a big old merger. Stock market closed last week on a positive note. Basically on weak new home sales on Friday. Stocks found a lot of support. That weak data may keep the Fed from announcing a tapering in September. And today it's got to be another piece of economic data that the Fed should say, maybe we wait three more months or a month or a quarter or a year or ten years. But on Friday we only had 572 million shares traded. It's hard to know what the market's thinking when you look at it that way, right? It was a buy-the-dip mentality. We had a couple weekdays last week. Or was it, hey, the Fed's on our side forever and ever and ever. Best friends forever. Treasury market got a little help from the new home sales weakness. As the 10-year note jumped a little bit more than half a point to lower its yield to 2.83% last week. Today, that 10-year Treasury is sitting at 2.80. Again, showing you a little bit more weakness. Other stories of note that we're looking at today, because we're want to do. Long-term interest rates coming down further. Now, weak durable orders goods, or durable goods orders. When we look a little bit more into that data, there's something to be gleaned. Bookings for goods meant to last at least three years or more, decreased 7.3%. The median forecast of economists surveyed called for a 4% drop. Orders wane for aircraft and capital goods. Capital goods being like computers and electrical equipment. But orders for vehicles, cars, cars, did very well. Increasing one half of 1%. Cars and light trucks sold at a 15.7 million annualized rate in July. Elsewhere in the news... Amgen's buying Onyx Pharmaceuticals. It's giving Amgen access to a rapidly expanding cancer market with a new product that offers sure revenue. Amgen's paying $125 a share for Onyx's outstanding shares. Onyx is a product called Crippolis. It literally looks like Krypton, but Crippolis. Approved last year for a rare blood cancer. May spur more than $3 billion in revenue by 2021. San Francisco-based Onyx is now studying the medicine in other groups of patients. Look, when you have a drug that fights cancer one way, you try to figure out can it fight cancer in other ways. It, It fills a hole for Onyx as far as drugs that support rather than treat cancer patients. When the oncology market is growing increasingly important as the U.S. population ages. The next buyout in the drug industry is probably going to be Alexian Pharmaceutical. It's a single product company's blood disease treatment in Solirius. Generated $1.1 billion in sales last year. Alexian has already pulled 
investment banker Goldman Sachs aside and said, hey, we need to be taken over, probably by Roche. So cancer in the news. Let's roll from that to rolling into a roll. Subway is going to roll out a garlic bread option. Is there a story here? Probably not. Other than everyone's trying to get business from each other. Hey, McDonald's doesn't have garlic rolls. Let's go after this. Subs sold on sandwiches made with garlic bread at no extra cost. In a nation whose collective taste buds go gaga over the mixed and match of flavors, garlic bread as a sandwich option could give the company an edge. The pretzel roll burger at Wendy's did well. Flatbread is intriguing. McDonald's McDonald's is selling burgers and baguettes in parts of Europe. Smashburger offers artisan bread. Like spicy chipotle. Panera sells clearly lots of artisan breads. We go crazy loco in the cocoa over waffle tacos. Thank you, Taco Bell. We go loco in the cocoa over a glazed donut sandwich. We love our breads. Give me my bread! 800-516-1220. Get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. Get your calls in the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Got a seminar coming up right around the corner. And what I mean by that... Going to be in Los Gatos doing a wealth preservation retirement planning event. You can sign up for it at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. It's going to be at the Toll House Hotel, September 12th, 6.39 p.m. It's the retirement boot camp workshop. Talking about healthcare inflation, budgeting, taxes, retirement products that are low fee, retirement products that are high fee that you want to avoid. Sign up at robblack.com. Stocks are trading little changed after the S&P. An iHeart Radio Station. New York Attorney General is suing Donald Trump. That's an interesting headline, right? Eric Schneiderman, who's the New York City Attorney General and not someone I expect you to know the name on, there will not be a quiz. Suing Donald Trump and his eponymous Trump University for defrauding students looking to learn about the billionaire's brand of business acumen. First and foremost, I think Trump is a joke. I think any American who respects him is a joke. I think anyone who thinks that he's got knowledge of business is a joke. I think his knowledge of business is a joke. I think his knowledge of marketing is pretty impressive. So 5,000 students, many of them paying thousands of dollars, thought they would get at least to meet the Donald. And they got their picture taken with a cutout cardboard, cardboard cutout of Trump. Crazy, right? Between 2005 and 2011, Trump University swindled consumers into paying for a spate of expensive courses that didn't deliver on promises to teach real estate investing techniques. Now, you can always say stupid stuff like buy low and sell high. OPM. 
It's ridiculous. For those of you who are dumb enough to fall for it, I think you should be euthanized. But with that said, the New York State Attorney General thinks that it's something else. More than 5,000 people across the country have paid Donald Trump $40 million to teach them the, his hard sell tactics. Got that lesson in bait and switch, and you got what you deserved. He appeared in commercials, making false promises to convince people to spend tens of thousands of dollars they couldn't afford for lessons they never got. Free workshops were designed to get students to sign up for another three-day $1,500 seminar. Students were pushed to sign up for a Trump elite mentorship program between $10,000 and $35,000 ahead. Now, Trump's attorney denies the charges, of course. You know, to call yourself a university, you need licensing. They changed their name in 2011 because of the suit to the Trump Entrepreneur Institute. You know, when you start hearing phrases like instructors were hand-picked, Susie Orman does the same thing with insurance. I know you think, what, what, wait, Susie Orman, isn't she a financial guru? No. She sells insurance. She sells products. She sells swag. She's not a personal finance guru in any way, shape, or form. So, if you think you're going to learn everything you need to know, you're such a fool. If you think someone's going to introduce you to hard money lenders that are going to help you become successful in real estate, why wouldn't he just say, you know what? Screw these little guys who are throwing in $1,500. I want the hard money lenders. I want the billions of dollars. With that said, anyone who signed up for Trump University, I think, got what they deserved. A lesson in finance. There's a sucker born every day. And he's been fooling you for a long period of time. Let's take a look at the market numbers. The Dow. Up. Three. The Nasdaq. Up. Ten. S&P 500. Up. Three. Probably the big story of the day. U.S. durable goods post largest drop in nearly a year. Hmm. That's a little weakness. Did the same thing last summer, only to get kind of like that anemic butt growth in the final few months of the year. Muriel Siebert, first woman to buy a seat on the NYSC, died at the age of 80. Why did I bring this up? I don't know. The first woman to own a seat on the NYSC, she was 80 years old. She got a seat on the exchange in 1967. Those of you watching Mad Men were a little bit past that. Despite credentials including partnerships at two leading brokerages and the founding of her namesake firm, she got a lot of opposition. She got ridiculed. The NYSE was an all-male membership. She prevailed, though. Mickey Siebert transformed her firm into a discount brokerage 
on the first day that the NYSC members were allowed to negotiate the commissions. She was a pioneer and recognized as a leader in the financial services industry. She became the first woman to become superintendent of banking for the state of New York. This was 1967 she broke in. Another 10 years after that, she becomes the superintendent of banking. She was an outspoken champion of women and minorities in the industry of finances and government. She made an unsuccessful run for the U.S. Senate in 1982. Long story short, this was um, someone most women will never know, but someone who opened doors. She actually had phone booths at the NYIC that they had to run plumbing through to make a woman's room, a lady's room. I'd be goofy and call it a powder room, but I would just be being goofy. There's really no sense of time for that in this world, is there? Little video music awards. What up with Miley Cyrus? Need I say more? 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Get your calls in there. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. The ousting of Steve Ballmer at Microsoft seems like it wasn't planned, nor does it seem like it was smooth. And yet they tried to make it sound like it was smooth. There's a big question, philosophically speaking, on who's going to replace Steve Ballmer at Microsoft. And what should they look for? Should they look to double down on Windows and Office? Or should they continue to look for more growth at the expense of profits? Or maybe they'll conquest an area that's become corrupt. In 2004, Microsoft could have bought all the Internet companies, except for Google, for $32 billion. Instead, they issued a dividend. That's why a lot of people don't like tech companies issuing dividends. It comes down to that. Facebook's getting out of the business of selling physical gifts online. Google now requires Android developers to sell virtual goods using only Google's payment tools. Tesla's outselling Porsche, Volvo, and Land Rover in California. You can find me online at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Rob at robblack.com. 800-516-1220. You're Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. Because Susan switched to Geico and saved hundreds of... Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in. 
Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Talking all things financial. The big story on Steve Ballmer. It's interesting. I'm not going to say it's like the end-all, be-all of Microsoft these days, but clearly we're seeing a rise of the activist investor because a lot of people thought that he probably wouldn't have been ousted without this. I'm not sure that's totally legit because he was starting to get a little old in the tooth there. So, in 2004, Microsoft could have bought all Internet companies except for Google for $32 billion. Instead, they issued a dividend. That is a sensational statement, right? They had $50 billion in hand. What's interesting to note is, would they have run the Internet? Probably. But when you start looking at Apple doing a huge dividend... You start going, hey, hey, wait, 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 wait. We saw, ah, we saw someone else do this. Or if I were to tell you that, um, Tim Cook is eerily similar to Steve Ballmer. Tim Cook replaced Bill Gates. Steve Ballmer replaced Bill Gates. I'm sorry, Tim Cook replaced. Steve Jobs? Creepy, right? When you start thinking about it that way. Tesla outsold Porsche, Volvo, and Land Rover in California. Congratulations. Tesla captured 12% of the luxury sports car category in the state during the first half of 2013. They were able to surpass the Audi A6 and Lexus GS. They're legit. Too legit. Too legit to quit. Um, love my Selena Gomez these days. Taylor Swift kind of getting weird. Miley Cyrus is out there. I know you're saying, uh, all very random, Mr. Black. Very random. SP 500's up 3, the Dow's up 24, the NASDAQ up 14. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton talking all things financial. Building a financial base is a concept that we got to get started we sometimes say, I got an extra $300 a month. I've got an extra $500 a month. How do I get started? Let's talk building a financial base. Yeah, it's it's the key. And this can happen, a lot of times it happens based on a life event where you kind of say, oh my gosh, I got to get serious. Whether it's you have kids, you've been laid off for a while, you win a small lottery winning, you know, whatever it may be, you've, you've really got to sit down and get educated. First. Small lottery winning. I, well, I had a friend that went through a really bad couple of years and he contacted me. He's like, I've won the lottery. I have 80000 bucks, right? Okay, that's nice. What's the first thing he does, Rob? Buys a car. Exactly. And he goes, I realized how stupid that was. Caught the show online. And so now what do I do? And I gave him a couple of books to read. You've got a couple of books on your website. Um, you know, Rick Edelman's initial books, The Truth About Money, I think we're good. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, but New Rules About Money. Yeah, the truth about money I thought was better. Really? I think it gets more sales oriented as he as he published. But anyways, um, you got to first of all get your emergency reserves intact because a lot of times people end up in a situation um, 
bad financial situation that becomes a house of cards is because they get disil- disil- dis- disabled, if I can get that out. That's easy for you to say. <laughs> I might be disabled myself. Um, or they lose a job for a period of time where three to six months they're out of work and they can't service their debt. They can't put food on the table. They build up credit cards. They ruin their credit. And they're, they, they go from a situation that should only be bad three to six months to I've ruined my credit for 10 years. Um, so have your emergency reserves intact, right? That's the first step. Second step is make sure you're putting enough money in your 401k to get the match. If you're eligible for a Roth, you take the next you know, $5,000 that you can save, put it in a Roth IRA. If you can still save more money than that, go into the 401k. As far as what you should invest in, in your 401k when you're first starting out, I like the retirement date funds for younger people. Like okay. the, you know, retire 2045, 2050. Vanguard has them. T. Rowe Price has them. Um, I like uh, T. Rowe Price and Vanguard's much better than Fidelity's. Really? Um, also, if you're trying to find what do I invest in my Roth IRA or my taxable account, I think the free ETFs, the iShares that you can buy at TD Ameritrade, for example, you can, as long as you hold them for 30 days, you can buy them without a trading cost. So go for index. But why does TD Ameritrade do that? Fidelity does it as well. But why? Because the iShares give them a little bit of kickback. The internal fees are like point, you know, zero eight percent, and they get a little bit of that back. Um, so, uh, making sure that you build up that first hundred to two hundred fifty thousand dollars, you can do that in index funds and ETFs, which are essentially index funds that trade like a stock. Then after that, you've got to get good at picking individual managed mutual funds. And so there's usually a long learning curve before you try to buy individual stocks. And by the time you get to two hundred fifty thousand. That's when you make sure you have a group of trusted advisors. You've got a good CPA, you've got a good attorney, you've got a good fee-based financial planner, and make sure that everybody's working together. And just make sure you're in that phase of accumulating, appreciating assets or assets that give you income. Okay? Accumulating, appreciating assets or assets that give you income. Okay. That's, that's what you really have to focus on throughout your entire life. Stop focusing on depreciating assets like a car. I mean, you know, I buy... I like to drive nice cars, but I right. buy them used, typically when they're off a two or three year lease, because I can save twenty to thirty thousand dollars. Right. So, um, you know, look look at that and say, how am I paying myself first? Am, am I always saving before I spend any money? And how do I focus on accumulating appreciating assets? Okay. Now, appreciating assets. Give me some examples. Uh, well, stocks, obviously, especially stocks that pay a dividend. So they're paying you something. I mean, there's no more comfortable way to retire, Rob, than if you retire with enough assets that you can. You don't even have to live off all the dividends from your stocks and the interest from your bonds. Some of it you spend, and the other just gets reinvested. Right. Or when you buy real estate, make sure that you know it's a good deal if you uh, put. You know, 20, 30% down, get a traditional 30-year fixed loan, and after your, all of your expenses, property taxes, maintenance, property management fees, you still have positive income. That's not only a positive income asset, but it's something that somebody else is paying off for you. That's, that's the only good way to leverage is in real estate. But people over-leveraged without positive income in, in uh, you know, the last real estate bubble. So, you know, I mean, stocks, bonds, real estate, uh, commodities, those are appreciating assets. Okay. So accumulate, accumulate, accumulate. Anything else we need to know about building your financial base? Stop thinking that you deserve now what your parents already have. Okay. Okay, that's the biggest thing that kids have a problem with. They, they think that I, I'm out of college, I have a new job, I should be in the same house and drive the same car as my parents. That's okay. the problem that is with our generation. I think the generation beneath us, Chad, a lot more frugal. 
you know, I think they are, and I think they, they, they're a lot more wise, and we really need to get a better way to educate our kids. Yeah. I had my uh, 12-year-old look at, um, you know, Buffett tried to do that site where he was a cartoon character. Did he? There's a website. That's um, horrible. And the first part of it says, Warren Buffett is my best friend. <laughs> There's a song about Warren Buffett being your best friend. And it was started in about 2010 and hasn't been updated since then. He thinks that they're just terrible. And our kids, I think, are hungry to learn about investments and money, and there's really no good outlet right now. Uh, I'm with you. That's CFP Chad Burton talking, building a financial base. You need to do it. I need to do it. We all need to do it. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Rob Black. You can find me at robblack.com. Chad and I have a wealth preservation, or more so a retirement planning event coming up in Los Gatos. August 26th, uh, no, that's today, September 12th, from 6.30 p.m. to 9 p.m. It's a good event. costs $5, basically, just to get to the door. It's good, it's solid, it's information that you could use. Long story short, um, most of us don't have a clue about retirement in a truly tragic level. Social Security helps out the middle class in retirement. Social Security does not help out the wealthy or the poor. It's just not that much money for those people. So I'm always struck by the importance Social Security plays for most seniors. Social Security provided at least half the income for 64% of the aged beneficiaries in 2011. That's a reminder to me that this is a middle class play. But as we age, we no longer get access to pensions as easily as we used to in society. We need that Social Security. 87% of married couples and 85% of non-married persons age 65 or older. Major source of income. That income includes withdrawals from savings and non-annuitized IRAs or 401ks. That's way too much money to be relying on, or that's way too much to rely on such a little amount of money. The greatest singer ever, Celine Dion, is selling her Florida home for $72 million. Why does someone need a home for $72 million? A home? I get a ranch. You got cows. But a home for one person? $72 million? But I am the greatest singer ever. Rob Black, anybody find me online at robblack.com. Sign up for that event in Los Gatos at the Toll House Hotel, September 12th at robblack.com. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Stock market, you know I love it. As much as I love San Francisco, the city. My little sister's been staying with me with her husband and two children. And they keep talking about how great the Bay Area is and... uh you know, Santa Cruz, if you want kind of blue-collar beach trip. Monterey, 
If you want a little bit more upscale, Capitola. Then there's you know things that are off the hook. There's quick visits to little enclaves of San Francisco, little enclaves just outside, like Half Moon Bay. I think it's a great, great area to live. And, you know, her children are digging it, playing in the sand, playing in the sun. She's an East Coaster like I used to be. But then you also hear about the fires that are going on at Yosemite and how that's going to affect potentially electricity costs and more in the Bay Area. And you're like, how? What? what isn't Yosemite kind of like far away? Yeah, it kind of is, right? So this is intriguing. So the fire season has already drained U.S. Forest Service fire suppression emergency funds in 2013. The agency had to redirect $600 million meant for other projects like campground and trail maintenance and thinning of trees to reduce wildfire risks. So as much as we love California, it's challenged from time to time. Now, keep in mind, a lot of people predicted, I'm not going to say the death of California, but our debt is problematic, as well as the social programs that we continue to support with a tax base of people that are growing more and more discontent being that source of income. So this brings up big questions. You know, I love camping. I love getting out. I love the Bay Area. I love the restaurants. But then again, I'm like, okay, my dinner was $18. No. Say your dinner was $20. No, it's 22 because there's 10% tax, right? And you're like, oh, sales tax killing me. Fast-moving wildfire sales tax. Fast-moving wildfire sales tax. Like, what's going to drive me out of the state is probably the taxes. Now, just to show you, in hindsight, and again, I'm selling my little sister on how great the Bay Area is. And yet, at the same time, we have lost something here because it is so expensive. Okay, topic change. Take me out to the ballpark, take me out to the game. Buy me some pants and cracker jacks. The Houston Astros. I looked at their record over the weekend. They're 43 and 86. That's horrific. The owner of Jim Crane should be embarrassed. His highest paid player is pitcher Eric Bedard, who earns $1.1 million. And no one else in the team is making big money. At least not big league money. He's got the worst team in baseball. And yet he's making more money than any other owner in the history of the game. The Astros are on pace to rake in $99 million in operating income this year. And you're like, that doesn't sound like very much. Oh, yes it is. That's more than the estimated operating income of the last eight World Series championships teams combined and yet they're the worst team in baseball worst team in majors no team since 2005 have finished with a worse record than these Astros 
That's pretty stunning, right? The business of sports. <laughs> I will never be that guy. As much as you want me to be, I won't. Okay. So something's happened on Wall Street. It's got me a little concerned. Because there's some truth to this. Price gains of stocks are outpacing profits by the fastest rate in 14 years. So the market's getting older. The rally of the market's getting older. The stocks are gaining some momentum. The benchmark gauge for the U.S. equities is the Standard & Poor's 500 index. It's risen 14% relative to the income over the past 12 months and 16 times earnings. Last time valuations got to this Heidi, Heidi, <laughs> level was in the 1990s tech bubble, and it was the final years of that tech bubble. The rally that started in March 2009 has now outlasted the average gain since 1946. The failure of earnings to keep up with prices signals the bull market could be in the last stages before correction, whether it be Caterpillar or Donaher. You're seeing slow growth projected from the Federal Reserve. So should you rebalance your portfolio? You've had an incredible year, incredible quarter, incredible period of two to five years. Yeah. Combined profit SP 500 companies surged 37% in 2010, 19% in 2011, 2.3% last year. Keep in mind that 37% jump in 2010 was basically an anomaly because of earnings being cut so aggressively due to the recession. Corporate earnings need to accelerate to justify a next leg up. Employment needs to slowly but steadily rise to justify the next leg up. You can call us in the air. It's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. You can drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. Subway rolling out a garlic bread option. That sounds like a joke. But when you see how Wendy's did so well with their pretzel roll, it's the same crap in between the rolls. But the rolls can add a lot of punch and flavor. i got a big event, retirement boot camp workshop, coming up September 12th, 639. If you want a couple free passes, drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. Otherwise, sign up at robblack.com. They can help you grow. Trans World Business. If you owe more on your home than it's actually worth, have missed one or more mortgage payments, been denied loan modification, been a victim of a predatory lender, or are facing foreclosure for any reason, you must list tops, tablets, printers, and ink, plus weekly... Oh, there we go. New York Attorney General suing Donald Trump and his alleged sham university. People who follow Trump, Kiyosaki, and other self-proclaimed personal finance gurus 
are losers. New York Attorney General suing Donald Trump over Sham University. <clears throat> He's recently had to change his, how shall we say, promise to get people riches through real estate university into promises to get people rich through real estate institute. Tesla's outselling Porsche, Volvo, and Land Rover in California. Interesting. What's really interesting about that is they've got one model. I would like an Audi A6. I would like a Lexus GS. They're ve- nice vehicles. They're pretty. But Tesla's prettier. Shares are up 395% this year. Tesla's gained $16 billion in market cap. They're not selling that many vehicles. They sold 4,700 Model S's during the first half of the year. But they got one model. They're going to come up with more models in the future. These numbers will be impressive growth, revenue, car units for quite a while. But their stock is expensive. I don't play that game. I don't chase performance. I admit, hey, I missed it. I'm good with that. Bookings for goods meant to last at least three years, decreased 7.3% the most since August 2012. Orders for aircraft and capital goods failed. The market is very soon going to have to start dealing with a reality that is tied towards the 10-year interest rate for treasuries. Just not being all that great. It's anemic at 2.79%. Can a new CEO turn around Microsoft? That's a big question. Because you might remember way back in the year 2004. You're like, I don't remember 2004. Okay, so maybe you don't. But there was a company called Microsoft that had $50 billion in cash. And people were like, what are you going to do with that money? Office and Windows were humming along. They could have bought every single internet company, except for Google, for $32 billion. Every single internet company at the time. And 2004, it's not like we weren't seeing what the internet was all about. We were. Instead, they issued that dividend. It makes you go, okay, last year Apple had $100 billion in cash. What are they going to do with all that money? And they're issuing a dividend. Is there a correlation? Or am I just parking up the wrong tree? I think there's a correlation. Is it obvious? Is it strong? Maybe. SP 500's up 4. The Dow's up 30. The NASDAQ's up 20 points. Home prices have been going higher and higher and higher. It makes you go, why? Facebook's on pace for its highest close ever. Facebook is something we've been talking about for a while, about how they could do this crazy marketing. You know, last night I watched a little Breaking Bad. It was okay. I was a little underwhelmed. I paid attention to some of the commercials. But some of the commercials didn't apply to me. I don't need a feminine product. I don't like new cars. 
Facebook knows that about me. They know I'm a male that doesn't need a feminine product. And they know that I don't buy new cars because I don't show pictures of my new car. I actually write posts about how used cars are great until you're used. Until you're super wealthy and you just don't care. Then buy a new car. Absolutely. So Facebook's sitting at an all-time high today. In the last 52 weeks, it's been no higher than this, what it sits today. Now, again, the IPO was broken. The IPO was mismanaged. The IPO was speculative on a lot of levels. It failed. Um, But that's the past, and you can't get too caught up in trying to be right. I don't think you can, but maybe you can. I don't play that game. What are the chances that you're looking at this market and you're scared of it? Probably pretty high. I get that. I totally get that. I hope that's not the truth. Because I think this market's the only way you have to beat Social Security and to beat the system and have a nice retirement. You're going to eventually come to that conclusion or you're eventually going to retire in poverty. Can you make a ton of money in real estate? Yes. Can you lose a ton of money in real estate? Yes. Are you smarter than someone else? Probably not. There's probably someone smarter than you and I out there. Oil sits at $105 a barrel. End of summer right here. Right now. I'm digging it. Because as summer officially ends across the nation, it kind of picks up and we have a great month of September in the Bay Area. 3D printing stocks. Doing well today. Citigroup kicked off coverage of 3D systems, ticker symbol DDD. I recommended that stock back on my podcast at $6 a share. Now it's at $52 a share after a stock split. I compared 3D systems and Stratus together. I put 3D systems in my newsletter, which I send out at random times. But uh, you can find out more by getting that newsletter at robblack.com. Robblack.com, just hit visitor sign up. They'll send it out to you probably later this week, early next week. Kenneth Wong at Citigroup said he believes the 3D printing market is on the cusp of seeing much broader adoption and more upstream production applications. He thinks the market could triple in size in the next five years. He expects to see increased utilization of existing systems to be on small batch digital manufacturing to a little bit something bigger. He sees a price target of $60 on 3D systems and $125 on Stratasys. Tesla's within 4% of its all-time high. I don't know if there's more of a story to that than just that, but it's just that. You can find out more about me, more about market events that I do at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about. Drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. Big event coming up. September 12th, as the year winds down at the Toll House Hotel in Los Gatos, California. Market Minute.
listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. And I try to pride myself on the, you know, are we talking about the Houston Astros being the most profitable team in baseball? Sure. Why is that odd? Because, like, horror movies, they're some of the most profitable movies for studios to produce, in large part because the talent costs very little. And the audience is built in... Teenagers want to be scared. Really, seriously, this is what I try to do to get you excited about investing. I don't want to use the word excitement, because that could be misleading. That could lead to trouble. I don't want this to be fun. I want this to be your road to retirement. You know, everyone's talking about Microsoft and who they're going to replace their CEO, Steve Ballmer, with. And there's at least 20-plus different people you could pick. And most people in the industry want it to come from outside the company. Maybe because inside the company's not working terribly well. Oil trades at $106 a barrel. Conagra is recalling some cookie dough because of peanuts. We live in the age where people die from eating a peanut allergy. I couldn't imagine losing a child to something like a bad batch of cookie dough. The SP 500 is up 5, the Dow's up 34, the NASDAQ up 21. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton with NewFocusFinancial.com. NewFocusFinancial.com is the easiest way to find them. Estate plan versus retirement plan. A lot of people retire, they want the money to last till the day they die. A lot of people retire, they want the money to last for the day they die, and then leave some for their estate, for their spouse, their children. You get the basic idea. Are these ideas in conflict with one another, or do they work hand-in-hand, hand? Mr. Burton? Well, you really have to work hand-in-hand, hand, and that's part of, you know, part of your retirement plan should be looking at your estate plan as well, because once you are that close to retirement, you can do a, do a true projection in terms of how long your money's going to last and what you're going to be worth. Um, you know, you use conservative growth rates, on your assets, and you also use, you know, just kind of conservative, let's say your real estate continues to grow with inflation, so you're retiring at 65, what are you going to be worth at age 85, at age 90, at age 95? Is there going to be a legacy left over for your kids? And if so, you know, making your retirement plan and your income plan meet your plan for a legacy. So, you know, you have to ask the question, do you want or need to have a legacy? At some people, their retirement plan, it's very important them, to them to leave either a specific amount to their kids or to charity, or maybe they have a special needs child. So you really have to make sure beneficiary designations work the right way, and they also match with what your trust is is trying to achieve. That sounds like some legwork. That sounds like some details where I think you know my situation. Let's not get too personal. But I should have enough money for a legacy, or I should have enough money to live till the day I die. Yep. Those are two issues in my head that I feel very comfortable saying out loud. Um, and then leaving it to kids, leaving it to spouses, leaving it to colleges, I'm going to think about that in five, ten years from now Yeah. Uh, as I take the foot off the gas. And let's say you have a specific amount you want to leave to kids, right? So what are the best assets to do that with? Well, a lot of people hold off, for example, on pulling money out of their IRAs. But if you leave your IRA to your kids and they're still working, 
they're eventually going to have to pay the taxes, and they're probably going to be at a higher bracket than you. So if one of your plans is to leave a legacy, the best assets to leave them are either a stock or a, you know, a taxable account where if you pass, they get a step-up in basis and they could sell it tax-free, or a Roth IRA. If they inherit a Roth IRA, they can roll it into an inherited Roth IRA account and continue tax-free growth over their lifetime. Or let's say that you really want to benefit your church and you say, I want to set aside $100,000 out of my portfolio and I want that to go to the church when I pass away. Well, carve out an IRA. Say, I'm going to take an IRA, a certain amount that I want to leave to my church or charity, put it in a separate account and designate that church or charity because if they inherit, if they receive that IRA when you pass, they're nonprofit. They won't pay any taxes. Okay. Now, what you have to be careful with is you can really screw up your, your beneficiaries. If you have, say, two kids in a non-natural entity like a church or a charity on the beneficiary forms, it can actually screw everything up. So whenever you want to do that, carve it out. And make sure that that's noted in your trust and, and make sure that you're, you know, your, your attorney, your advisor, everybody's working together to make sure your investment plan matches your estate plan and your beneficiaries matches what you want to have happen in your trust. Now, what happens if, like, the church changes, like they go under and that's part of your estate plan or the guy closes shop and moves to Guatemala and is no longer a church? Um, how dramatic can that change your estate plan? Well, there's, there's certain, you could even write into your plan, there's certain organizations that rate charities out there. Okay. And, and you can say in your trust documents or... Plan B, Plan C. Right. So if they're not a viable entity, then it goes to you know, this entity. Uh, and it could be up to your trustee to decide. So you could have everything just go into your trust, and your trustee could have specific instructions in the trust to say, I want charities to benefit this amount, and, and I want... Um, them to be funded out of retirement assets. So that's a, a way that you could do it. What's really important too, Rob, is special needs kids. Yep. Um, if there's any chance that they're going to um, receive some sort of assistance from the government, leaving them money outright can really screw that up. So you really have to work with an attorney that knows the special needs rules and leaving it for them in a specific type of trust so that they can you know, be protected and uh, have some help management and also not screw up the benefits that you've worked so hard to get them um, as they've aged. So, Leaving a legacy, is it's an important thought. Like, Of course you want to leave your kids money, but also on the flip side of it, you don't want to leave them so much money that they don't work. Yeah. You don't want to leave them so much money that they go off and get married to a, a, you know, a gold digger. Mm-hmm. You don't want to leave them so much money that the gold digger can take half of it. So well, You don't want to protect them from divorce and lawsuits. So you could actually leave it to them in, in certain types of trusts, like dynasty trusts, um, and, you know, so if you're leaving large amounts to a young child, a lot of times people in their trust, they say, well, you get a third at 25, a third at 30, and a third at 35. I think those are old ways of doing business. You can leave it to them in trust indefinitely so that they're always protected from divorce, from lawsuits, and, and it's easy to manage. The billionaire owner of uh, In-N-Out Burger, she's 30, white trash, drives a drag racing cars on her third marriage, has twins. Got half of the In-N-Out Burger franchise empire at age 30, gets the other half at 35. So speaking to you, to say the least. CFP Chad Burton, you can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. I'm Rob Black. So Google Voice has a name. We all know Apple Voice is Siri. Google Voice is Robin. What's that all about? When voice-activated driving assistant Robin launched, it's kind of buggy. I like it. 
what side of the fence do you fall on? Android or Apple? You tell me. And why? Drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. Got a big retirement planning event coming up September 12th. The year's winding down. You can sign up for the event at the Toll House in Los Gatos at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Hi. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. I pride myself on trying to get you financially educated. I do my very best to get your calls in the air. Typically, you can call me 800-516-1220. I want you to be a cheapskate. I know that sounds odd, but in hindsight, when you're 65, 70, I hope you'll go, Whew, I'm so glad I picked up a bike for driving around town. If you go out for a drink, I'd prefer you take a bicycle than a car. I'm not promoting either, but I'm saying I'd prefer. Being called a cheapskate, I think, is wonderful. I assure you that a $200 dinner at a glorious restaurant is wonderful, but a picnic with a deli-comprised Safeway component is just as wonderful, and it's actually refreshing. Frugality is the new black. You know, I'm not saying the super rich need to pinch pennies, but I think everyone else. You know, new news coverage of Walmart on Black Friday shows you how crazy we are about a good deal, and yet it's tough for us to admit out loud. Extreme couponing on TLC. So prime time. To be a cheapskate is now. Because when you're 70, I, I don't want you to have it and say, you know what? I can be cheap and not take my medicine for a couple days. That's not a good way to be frugal. You know, I think there's some places that have great museums. A lot of museums have a free day. Find out about it. It's a great date. I mean, your date will look at you with love and awe if you do something like fun that's not in the norm there's clearly great cities to be cheap in you know if they do offer a lot of museums or parks hikes trails that's one of the areas where I'm distraught on what's happening in Yosemite right now those are pretty not cheap vacations but not five star resort vacations So look for cities with museums. It'll help the value of your home. You know, state fairs. You get to try some great food. You get some culture out of them. Uh, Museum of Arts are wonderful. Wood trails are wonderful. 
Museums of Science are great. So, change in your head that, you know, you have to live large to be wonderful. I look at people who go out every Friday night and drop two, three, four hundred dollars as you're flooding it. So be cautious. Because, again, when you're 70 and you have to choose between taking medications or eating a piece of toast, that's not a sacrifice you want to make. Most people should spend with a budget. Most people don't spend with a budget. We live paycheck to paycheck. We might look at our financial documents at the end of the month or halfway through the month. That's just a misstep that you would make, in my opinion. Take advantage of every free meal you can get. Do you know when people say there are no free lunches? Take advantage of every free meal, whether it's your parents, a friend. Okay, okay. So I drove by a church the other day that said, you know, if you're on hard times, come by Thursday for a free dinner. Maybe not that free dinner is the one you want to be taking. But another flood people make also is like uh, run up credit card debt for things like dinners. So not only are you eating out when you should be eating in, but you're eating out on credit. Buying coffee at the coffee house is very expensive. Brewing coffee in your own home, not so much. You can cut your cost in half. And if I were to tell you 50% off your favorite pieces of clothing, 50% off your favorite car, you'd be like, no way. I'll take it. Absolutely. What a deal. If you don't need a car, don't have a car. I can't quite live on Caltrain. I wish that I could. Because my insurance costs are going up. Price of gasoline's going up. I wish I could train it more. Um, on top of that, the other twist here is Tesla. And Tesla's selling a lot. They're 12% of electric vehicles in the state of California right now. And California is a leader, whether we want to laugh at that line or not. 12% of the luxury sports car category, which is interesting because they only have one model. And I don't know if Tesla's going to come out with a 2013 or 2014, or if they're going to call it fourth generation technology, fifth generation technology. But Tesla passed Audi and Lexus. They outsold Jaguar, Buick, Land Rover, Cadillac, Volvo, Porsche. That's a pretty impressive first six months of the year. Right? And they have an opportunity. Now, you still, they don't still have enough driving stations, charging stations. If I were given one, I would absolutely use it for work purposes, because I could charge at night, drive during the day, no stresses. So for those of us who commute 25, 50 miles for work... It's a no-brainer, but for those who want to drive cross-country, it's not. That doesn't mean you can't rent a car. But, okay, back to opportunity. And a lot of people are a little bit concerned that they don't have the right, they can't own dealerships. They refer to their dealerships as galleries, which is kind of like screw you to the authorities. But I think they've got options quickly. In Europe, I think they have options in Asia. 
I think Europe's going to embrace electrical cars at a phenomenal rate. Why? Because, 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 extreme price of gasoline there. Now, what that throws out the question on, Europe charges, you know, six, seven, eight dollars for a gallon of gasoline because so much of it goes into taxes, which goes into social programs like healthcare. What if people stop using gasoline there and they start using more electrical cars? Will they find another way? Probably. So Miley Cyrus, last night, incredibly awkward performance at the Video Music Awards. I couldn't believe it when I saw a little bit of it. It got weird. Real weird. And this is an award show that's seen bizarre stunts from Madonna and Britney Spears. She was planning a big stunt. She wanted to do something that was more shocking. And I think she did. you got to see it to believe it. The reaction from the crowd is intriguing, whether it was Will Smith, Will Smith's family, Rihanna. It was awkward, to say the least. I don't know how the camera found these just stunning views. If you watch the band One Direction, watch her performance. It's pretty funny. Now, the Video Music Awards is tied to MTV. MTV, publicly traded company, tied towards Viacom. They're in the business of shocking. Do you think, in any way, shape, or form, MTV is going to go out of business? No. They've got their audience, 18 to 25, who cares about this. And the fact that I was just talking about it tells you that, you know, it's still headline-worthy. Each calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Big threat coming to the markets very soon from Washington. Is it going to be tapering out of the Federal Reserve? Probably not. As much of a threat as other things are, there's a lot of malaise going on. That's a pretty big fiscal fight to get lax days of clover. First at the end of the summer, a new budget needs to be passed. Last time I checked, summer's right here, ending. There's a shutdown caucus inside the GOP that wants to halt the government if Obamacare isn't defunded. And that's never going to happen. News on the U.S. fiscal front is coming to the fore very fast with the end of summer. The U.S. is within a whisker of a debt ceiling right now. Republicans are shaping up for a budget fight. Democrats are shaping up for a budget fight. This is all about getting elected in 2014. Who gets elected? What party? What party controls Congress? No one's talking about it. Congress comes back to work September 9th. I wish they would stay away forever. But they won't. The budget comes up October one. So the headlines from September 9th to October 1 are not going to be nice. Republicans are going to say, you know what, we've come to our senses. We totally agree with everything Democratic. Really? <laughs> Just kidding. Got a big event coming. 
Thursday, September 12th, Los Gatos Toll House. It's a retirement workshop. Sign up at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls in the air. A lot of the talk around Wall Street right now circles around who's going to be the CEO at Microsoft. Criticism of Bomber's tenure. It's a little convenient. It's a little simplistic. Yeah, you could say during his 14 years, the stock was down 40%, but you could also say that he walked into a stock market high, a bubble in tech stocks and dot-com companies in particular. The stock last week rallied on news he was leaving, and that's got to be a little embarrassing, except for that he made a billion dollars in that rally. You know, the portable music player Zoom, the Surface tablet, they've been stumbles. You know, weathering the aftermath of the tech crash. Better than Cisco has, better than Intel has. You know, defending the turf of Microsoft has been Ballmer's job. He wasn't the guy who was going to be Steve Jobs' invent. He's grown cash flow. How much cash comes in is important, critically important. He's developed products like Windows XP and Xbox 360. He led the charge to buy internet phone service provider Skype for $8.5 billion in 2011. He's got less than a year left on his job. The best person to run Microsoft is probably going to be an outsider because it's a big, 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 big company. Someone who's experienced running a big, 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 big company. But they're going to have to answer, you know, what do we do well? What could we become really good at? And what do we not need to do anymore? Lots happening there. Spitting on cars, homes. Threatens apparel sales as holidays approach. We're spending a lot on our homes. We're spending a lot on our cars right now. And we only get so much inflation in our wages, which is nominal at best. So Target and Macy's, Walmart, may be left out. So the incredibly low interest rates are helping us buy cars cheaper and helping us buy homes cheaper or with you know, less monthly service. But it's still taking money out of our pockets. People would rather buy a home or a car right now because they're going to last longer than, say, a shirt. So it's interesting to watch the retailers right now. The problem now with fashion retail is that there's not a lot of fashion going on. They've lowered sales 
forecast for the year, pretty much across the board. Clothing is becoming more of a commodity. Michael Kors, PVH, Nike. Beyond a couple of names in retail, I can't say there's many that interest me, right? 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Each calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Amgen's buying Onyx Pharmaceuticals. I used to follow Onyx way, 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 way back in the day. Like, eight years ago? Nine years ago? It's a $10.4 billion deal. I can't say that there's a lot to talk about here. Stock closed Friday around 90, then it opened spawn around 130. Now it's at 123. Onyx. They've been looking for the cures for cancer, or cures for various types of cancer, and they got one, you know, a treatment. And this is important in large part because Amgen's paying a premium price, and they're hoping that they're going to be able to take that technology and put it somewhere else that continues to fight cancer. The cancer market is a growing market with the aging of the baby boomers. So a rare blood cancer approval for Onyx Kipperless similar to Krypton, but Crippolis, could bring in $3 billion in revenue. And again, that's good cash flow. Onyx is part of South San Francisco. Drug makers are buying companies with one or two very promising products rather than attempting large mergers. They're trying to get pipeline synergies. They're trying to get into markets that they don't have. So it's got some good long-term growth. Not bad. You know, the next buyout is probably going to be a company called Alexian Pharmaceutical. And it's probably going to be taken by Roche. Bristol Myers last year bought Inhibit Ticks and Amlin Pharmaceuticals to gain individual treatments for diabetes and Hep C. The chief executive officers for both Pfizer and Merck have said this year that they prefer similar bolt-ons instead of large mergers. So the deal could signal the price could be dropping for some biotech companies because it's not a super premium. Microsoft paying stockholders a dividend back in 2004 when they had $50 billion in cash. This New York Times article today tying the two together of Apple with Microsoft. In a 2014, there was, 2013, there was a huge cry for Apple to increase their dividend, and Steve Cook went out and borrowed money in the bond market at the exact right time. Last year, everyone was like, what are you going to do with your $100 billion in cash? Well, what Microsoft did, it leads back to the ouster of Steve Ballmer. Now, Steve Ballmer has enough money to buy a football franchise, right? So we're not going to feel bad for him. But we can at least say out loud, like, that's interesting. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. If you are in love with buying real estate, be cautious. I'd prefer you buy a publicly traded real estate investment trust, not tied towards mortgage backed securities, but towards real property, office property. Because I fear you get in a bad tenant. Find me online at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Big event coming up September 12th in Los Gatos, California. Sign up for it at robblack.com. 
views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.